Hi, everyone, and welcome to Par 4 Parlay, the golf podcast that's part of the Total Sports 24-7 network. This is Chris Hayes, the host and producer for this podcast and all podcasts across the Total Sports 24-7 network. You can find us on X at Total Sports underscore 247. You can find all of our episodes for podcasts across the network on totalsports247.podbean.com. You can find our podcast on whatever podcast platform you prefer to listen to your podcast on by searching Total Sports 247. We should come right up. Hit that subscribe button. Please rate, review, give a five-star review, subscribe, leave a review. All of that activity by the listeners helps the algorithm, helps us get found by other listeners, and promotes the podcast. We also have a newsletter, weekendweekout.substack.com. Consider subscribing there. We'll be putting out some NASCAR information in the next couple weeks, and we are considering some partnerships in the next couple weeks as well, so stay tuned for new content. It has been a while since we have uh, done a par four parlay podcast. The last time we were together here was the Century. That was the first tournament of the year and I thought it would be a good idea to start this episode to go over what it is that we will be covering for the year. We're not going to be covering every single tournament, but we will be covering most of the major ones. So of course this weekend we are at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. We'll be talking about that uh, today. So let's go over Uh, other tournaments that we will be uh, talking about, and then I'll give you uh, a little bit more of a heads up, so to speak, on when you can expect podcasts to hit your podcast feed. So we'll be covering, again, the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am today. Next weekend, so February 8th to the 11th, is the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We will be covering that, uh, that tournament as well. Then from the 15th to the 18th is the Genesis Invitational in Pacific Palisades, California. We will be covering that tournament as well. That is a signature event. Then we will be off for a couple weeks until March 7th to the 10th. We will be covering the next signature event. That's the Arnold Palmer Invitational in Orlando. That is a tournament that we will be covering here on Par 4 Parlay. After that, we have the Players' Championship from March 14th to 17th at TPC Sawgrass. We will be covering that as well. Moving on, we will take a little bit of a break, which is good because of all the activity that we have going on at the network. We will be taking a break after the Players' Championship for almost a month. We won't be covering another tournament until the Masters, which is, of course, April 11th to April 14th at Augusta National. After that, another big tournament right on the heels of the Masters. It's RBC Heritage in Hilton Head. Uh, That is a signature event. We will be covering that April 18th to the 21st. Then we move into May. May 9th to 12th, the Wells Fargo Championship, another signature event at Quail Hollow. We will be covering that tournament. Then we get to the PGA Championship at Valhalla Golf Club. We will be covering that tournament. Then we get into the summer already, or late spring, early summer, into June. The Memorial, a signature event, June 6th to 9th. We will be covering that. 
Then it's the U.S. Open at Pinehurst Country Club. We will be covering that tournament as well, June 13th to 16th. Following that, we have the Travelers Championship. We will be covering that, another signature event. And then we move into July. July, we will only be covering one of the tournaments that's taking place on the calendar, and that is the Open Championship. We will be covering that. That takes place in Scotland. Then we will be covering the Olympics in August. Following that, we have FedEx St. Jude on August 15th through 18th. That is the championship. And then uh, the BMW Championship uh, at Castle Pines Golf Club and Castle Rock, Colorado. We will be covering that as well. And then Tour Championship August 29th to the 1st. We will be covering all of those tournaments. Now, we're a little late today. We were we got a little bit confused by the time as to when people were teeing off, so we apologize for that. We thought we had a little bit more time to get this out. We were thinking that, that golfers were teeing off at 11.45 Pacific time today, but it turns out they are teeing off at 11.45 Eastern. So the goal for this podcast is to have it in your podcast feed now every single week for those tournaments that we're covering to get it out to you by Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's going to be the new goal for the show for par for parlay. So you, that'll give us enough time to have the line sort of settle a little bit, see uh, who is uh, golfing in what tournaments, how the lines have moved a little bit. Sometimes you want to get ahead of them, but sometimes you want to get a feel for how things are going with the betting odds. So we tend to like to wait a little bit to see where lines settle before making moves and see uh, what player matchups come up and those sorts of things. So uh, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, basically 24 hours or so before tournaments start. That's when we want to get this out to you. So that will be uh, what you can expect moving forward from the network. It has been a crazy season so far. No one on the PGA Tour in the top 100 has won a tournament yet. Now, I don't expect that that is going to continue to take place this upcoming weekend, but it certainly has been a surprising January on the PGA Tour. So let's talk about what this tournament looks like this weekend and some of our favorite plays. So the tournament is taking place, of course, at Pebble Beach. The curious thing about this weekend related to just your standard Pebble Beach weekend is the weather. It is going to be rainy and it's going to be consistently rainy for most of the weekend. From what I'm able to glean, it sounds as if wind will not be as much of a factor maybe until Sunday. It also sounds like there may be a bit of a pause in the weather on Saturday or maybe that the rain will not be as persistent and heavy on Saturday as it will be on the other day. So there are rumors that there, this could be extended to Monday, depending on whether this could be 54 holes versus 72. None of that is set in stone by any means. I'm operating under the assumption that play will proceed as normal 
and that everything will get done and wrapped up by Sunday at the normal time. I think it is in the PGA's best interest to do that and not extend it into Monday. And uh, I don't. I, don't, I also don't think it's in their best interest to cut the uh, the tournament down to 54 holes, especially since it's a signature event. So this is an 80-player field. There is no cut. So everyone will get four rounds and... The uh, the tournament is broken up where the Pebble Beach course is three of the four days, which is pretty interesting, I think. So the second day, or at least one of the first two days for all the golfers, will take place on uh, the second course, uh, Spyglass Hill. So that, I think that's good that there's no cut where you have two different courses on the first two days, because if especially if you don't perform well on Spyglass Hill, then you still have two days on Pebble Beach to make up for that. And if you have three good days on Pebble Beach, you could still finish quite high with an underperformance on Spyglass Hill. So the amateurs are playing 36 holes and the rest of the tournament will be at Pebble Beach. This course is just under 7,000 yards. It is a standard 72 course. There's four par fives on the course uh, overall, there are a lot of holes that are shorter, under 430 yards and under 400 yards. So wedge games will be very important uh, to uh, finish, say, top 10 in this weekend's tournament. Uh, something to note news-wise on the PGA Tour. So Terrell Hatton, and sorry if I pronounce his name wrong, and just in general, I want to say, if, if I get names wrong or if I get uh, any sort of pronunciation wrong and you hear it, just tell me. Uh, give that feedback, not just for this podcast, but uh, all podcasts that we do. I remember uh, a little bit of an aside. I still don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. I was doing the show uh, Varsity Hometown, and I was talking about a town in Ohio, and I messed it up. And I think it's Massillon, but I was saying Massillon, and I got feedback of how to say that name. And that's what I want. So if I'm not pronouncing players' names right, cities and towns right, anything that you hear, just uh, let me know. I always want to get that right. So he is withdrawing from this tournament because he is jumping over to live and joining John Rahm's team. So Hayden Buckley is uh, taking the 80th spot on uh, for the weekend at um, Pebble Beach. So some of the favorites in the field are Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley is one of the favorites, and Patrick Cantlay as well, um, one of the favorites. So the question when you're thinking about betting here, just for this tournament in general, is what do you do with favorites when weather is suboptimal? Oftentimes, when you think of poor weather conditions in a sports circumstance, you think that favors the underdog. Right, so especially when you think of football, it tends to uh, produce more mistakes, which helps uh, the underdog. And I don't think that golf is really that much of an exception. It, it it tends to level the playing field somewhat. And any advantage you have as a superior athlete, a superior golfer, uh, be it um, in putting, be it in your wedge play, be it in uh, teeing off, whatever it is, it can get neutralized with uh, the weather. So. I think that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at the top players in the field for this weekend. So when we look at Rory McIlroy, 
who's tops uh, on the odds boards for this weekend. He hasn't actually played this tournament all that much, but he is much improved in the 50 to 125 yard area on the course, which is suitable for this kind of course. So the lack of experience seems to be counteracted by how he's been performing in that range. And that used to be an issue for him. He is much improved in uh, that area. And he's second in the field on approaches from 50 to 125 yards. And that's according to Greg Ducharme of uh, the CBS uh, Golf Podcast. So he's definitely one to watch, of course. He's at the top. He's always one to watch. And it seems like the course, again, despite his lack of experience on the course, does suit what he wants to do. When we look at another favorite, Scotty Scheffler, he is still struggling with his um, putting, right? So what does that mean, again, when the weather is bad? It's interesting for someone like Scotty Scheffler, who excels pretty much everywhere else, does and if if all the other golfers, especially those who excel in putting, if they're struggling in that area, does that mean that Scheffler can struggle in that area as well and still win? He is so reliable, and uh, I think uh, I might even favor him over McElroy as far as the two. If you're looking for a favorite, right? Again, the weather is going to affect every single golfer. It'll affect them all differently, but with Scheffler, just because his game is so well-rounded outside of putting, it's his only weakness, but putting, you think, is going to be challenging for all of the golfers this weekend. The The course itself doesn't lend itself to great putting in general, so uh, it is. Uh, it seems like it's an advantage for Scheffler. Uh, other golfers I want to talk about, Patrick Cantlay, he's, he's up there at the top of the leaderboard as well to start this tournament. He has not played well so far. He did not play well at uh, Torrey Pines last week. He did not play well at the American Express. Uh, he has finished third and fourth here the last two years, which is certainly a, a good sign. And he is a good putter on these surfaces. So he might be someone that you want to watch if you can disregard how he started so far this year. And again, it's so interesting how the season has started because the likes of Patrick Cantlay are not off to hot starts. And we have, you know, these sub 100 golfers who are winning tournaments. So is is this the kind of tournament that turns things around for someone like a Patrick Cantlay? Other golfers that I have my eye on include Max Homa. He has three straight top 15 finishes at Pebble Beach. He's one of the most well-rounded golfers on the tour as well. And then there are some uh, other f sort of favorites, sort of those second tier favorites that are interesting. One of them being uh, Justin Thomas. He, uh, his, uh, he is, his odds have been bet up. So he was around uh, 28 to one a few days ago, and he is closer to, I think, 20 to one right now. People like Justin Thomas, they think that this could be a bounce back year for him. Signs are pointing to that so far as well. He is definitely one to watch at this tournament. Another one is a fan favorite, Jordan Spieth. Uh, he's had success here before. Um, and he's another one who's sort of a candidate for a bounce back kind of season, especially after uh, what was, you know, a disappointing 
uh, season, but just sort of overall last year. So Spieth is someone who's on people's radar as well for um, a solid tournament this weekend and sort of like, something that would, should propel him to a more successful season this year um, than what we saw. You remember how disappointing his Ryder Cup play was and um, something he wants to just put in the back of his mind. Uh, other players to watch that are, say, further down the list that we have our eye on here. Uh, ben On is someone that we're looking at. He's phenomenal off the tee, and his putting is getting better ever since he switched to a long putter. This is courtesy of Greg Ducharme as well. He's noticed this, gained his uh, putting advantage in six of his last eight events. So Ben On, someone to watch this weekend. Another uh, golfer whose putt has improved in uh, his most recent tournament play includes Kevin Yu, who is also a great wedge player, which suits this course. Someone else that we have deep, deep in the fields that we are uh, that we have our eyes on because of the way he putts is Maverick McNeely, and we're not as scared away from his uh, performance, say, last year overall. We think he was hurt, and we think that the fact he was hurt explains away a lot of his performance from last year. So we like him uh, as well. Mackenzie Hughes is another great punter who could, uh, you know, deeper down into the field, could have a, a good uh, tournament. So those are some of the players that we have our eyes on. And let's get into the bets that we like. We made one for an outright winner, a couple for top 10, and I think a couple for one for top 20. And then we didn't really like any of the, the head-to-head matchups that we saw. So we're staying away from those for now. Uh, our long shot, our plus 400 for top 20 is going to be Maverick McNeely. We think this could be uh, an opportunity for him to have a decent tournament, again, with weather neutralizing a lot of the uh, the performance of the top players, at least we think, gives an opportunity for those who are you know, typically outside the top 20 to find some room in the top 20. And with his putting skills, we think McNeely can get there this weekend. So at plus 400, we're going to take Maverick McNeely to finish in the top 20. We have three top 10 plays that we're going with. Our longest shot here is Byung-Hun An. We think that this uh, is a great uh, setup for him with the change in the long putter. Uh, we're going to roll with that. We've seen results, and we're going to uh, be confident that those results are going to continue for one more weekend. So at plus 360, we're going to take him into the top 10. We're also going to take Justin Thomas in the top 10 at plus 200. We think he could very much win this tournament. We also think Jordan Spieth could win this tournament at plus 180 for top 10. We're going to take that as well. But the player that we like the most, given the odds, his overall game, and his performance typically in this part of the calendar, this part of the season, is Max Homa. Outright winner at plus 1600. He's going to be our favorite play of this weekend and that he's going to be the the one outright winner play that we have. So to recap, 
Our top 20 plays are going to be Maverick McNeely at plus 400. Our top 10 plays are going to be Byung-Han An at plus 360, Justin Thomas at plus 200, and Jordan Spieth at plus 180. And our outright winner is going to be Max Homa at plus 1600. So we hope you enjoy Pebble Beach this weekend. Stay tuned to the podcast network for uh, continued programming across the sports landscape. We will start next week's episode with a little bit of a recap of Pebble Beach, and then we'll move on to uh, one of the best tournaments on the tour, the Waste Management Phoenix, starting uh, next weekend on February 8th. So thanks for listening to Par 4 Parlay. This is Chris Hayes, and again, stay tuned to the network. Stay tuned to Total Sports underscore 247 on X for continuous sports content throughout your weekend. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.